This episode is supported by our lead sponsor, Riley Sway Foundation. Through community-focused programs, Riley Sway empowers young leaders to create positive change through kindness and empathy. From connecting student leaders to awarding grants for projects that amplify kindness in local communities, Riley Sway Foundation equips the next generation of leaders with the tools they need to make a positive impact in the world. Please stay tuned for Kindness Calling, our postscript segment featuring the remarkable teens from Riley Sway Foundation. Support for this episode comes from Paromi T. When you're trying to change the world with kindness, one thing you shouldn't forget to do is take care of yourself. And while you're at it, we suggest having a cup of exquisitely blended tea from Paromi. Paromi is an endless pursuit of providing the purest, most aromatic, and inspirational tea experience on the planet. Non-GMO project verified, organic, and fair trade certified. Paromi's tea leaves are handpicked, and their blends are created in precise small batches. Head on over to paromi.com. That's P-A-R-O-M-I, and get 25% off your first order. Just enter Sincerely Human at checkout. Promo ends on March 3rd. Practicing kindness towards our neighbor, towards the planet, towards each other always starts with being kind to yourself. I don't think we have the capacity to be kind outwardly if we're not first kind to ourselves. And especially where we're speaking to women too, I think women have a particular kind of challenge being kind to themselves with so many messages that we receive about who we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to live in the world. And so I think, you know, being kind to ourselves often looks like trusting our instincts and leaning into the things that we love. On the podcast, we often talk about kindness on a certain scale. We feature leaders of nonprofit organizations that impact millions of people, like DoSomething.org or Lady Gaga's Born This Way Foundation. We've also shared the stories of celebrities like Karamo Brown or Ben Higgins from The Bachelor, who've used their platforms for good. And while we've talked a lot about self-kindness on our Instagram page, we haven't covered it as much here on our podcast. It's a term that's been thrown around a lot, more so these days, actually. But what does it really mean? Do we even have to define it? And how do we pursue it? This is the story of Amy Ann Cadwell, CEO and co-founder of The Good Trade. This is Camille. And this is Maverick. And this is Sincerely Human, a podcast that tells stories of kindness in action from the lens of today's most inspiring humans. I grew up in Kansas City. I'm a Midwest girl at heart. Um, I was the first of four children, so I was a bit of a natural leader and fairly self-assured and energetic as a child. You know, as a kid, I wanted to be like a lawyer or a Supreme Court justice or some role where I could advocate for justice on a broad scale. That looks a little different today. But a childlike openness to possibility 
is something Amy Ann never outgrew. I first pursued social impact as an academic interest. My undergraduate work was in development economics. And um, during the course of that study, I became deeply curious about microfinance and entrepreneurship as sustainable solutions for poverty alleviation globally. So I sought out a degree in social entrepreneurship and sustainability for my graduate work. And I remember it was probably just after I started graduate school that I watched the documentary, The True Cost. And the um, documentary was a huge wake-up call for me personally. It really brought in full force and full color the reality of fast fashion and how fast fashion is depleting the Earth's resources and leveraging exploitative labor practices to pass along a cheap cost to the end consumer. It was during her graduate studies when she began reading and researching everything she could about labor issues. She quickly found out that hundreds of billions of dollars of profit are generated from forced laborers, the ones that produce many of the products we eat, wear, and bring into our homes every day. I think it was during you know that time in my life that I also came to terms with the fact that that kind of our throwaway culture around fashion and other products we bring into our lives is really playing in the climate crisis. And I think that's that's become impossible to avoid. So I became curious about my own role as a consumer to support businesses that align with fair trade labor practices and values for sustainability. Amy Ann developed a deep concern for her choices those that ultimately impact other people and the planet. She started looking into those choices, which ultimately led her to starting her own company called The Good Trade. Our mission is to be the premier resource for conscious women and men, providing meaningful content about the issues that matter in their lives for an inspired and intentional life. So today we reach 50 million readers a year with sustainable fashion and lifestyle content. We reach our readers across our website, newsletters, and social media properties. Our team is based in Los Angeles. We have a team of writers and editors that work from our office here in LA and then a network of contributors from really around the world who also contribute to the work and the writing. Amy Ann founded the publication in 2014 while she was in graduate school. My husband and I had just moved to Los Angeles from Kansas City, where I'm from. And we had had an online publication in Kansas City that featured local restaurants and local shops. And we sold the publication when we moved to LA. We felt like it might be a little disingenuous to keep running a local blog about Kansas City from Los Angeles. So I was really, you know, itching to write again and to create another online platform. Amy Ann thought that sustainability and social impact were concepts that people often found too academic. I felt especially at that time that the conversation around sustainability and around social impact had not yet been distilled into a way that could easily be engaged by people in their everyday life and actions. And so uh, we started The Good Trade really with that intent to look at the brands that were doing better by people in the planet and then also look at kind of the lifestyle issues and habits that were easy entry points and access points for people to start thinking about sustainability and conscious consumerism in their own day-to-day lives. 
Support for this episode comes from Paromi Tea. So guys, here's a confession. I'm sort of a coffee addict and I don't drink tea a lot. Mm-hmm. I can attest to that. Yeah, but the wonderful people at Paromi sent us some of their tea to try. And seriously, I have not liked tea as much as I have in the past few weeks. Um, first of all, they have gorgeous packaging. So the great experience starts there. But also they have a range of flavors that got me so excited, like cinnamon chai mm. or coconut almond. And my personal, personal favorite, bourbon vanilla. Oh yeah, I love that. I mean, their tea smells amazing, but also they're really flavorful. That aroma is actually what gets me. In fact, whenever you make a cup, it always makes me want to make a cup because the aroma is so enticing. Paromi teas are a great companion to your day. Whether you're getting started in the morning or winding down at night, Paromi is committed to sourcing full leaves and botanicals that are rich in natural oils and health benefits. Head on over to paromi.com. That's P-A-R-O-M-I.com. Or click the link in our show notes. You can get 25% off your first order. Just enter Sincerely Human at checkout. That's Sincerely, H-U-E-M-A-N at checkout. Promo ends on March 3rd. As I was listening to Amy Ann, I kept thinking of the words choice and practice, like how small daily actions impact our lives and others. And honestly, having to constantly think about our daily choices could seem pretty daunting. So how does it become a habit that doesn't make us feel like the world is on our shoulders? You know, I think one of the things we really were challenged with at that time, but also it continues to be a challenge, you know, is that so much of the conversation around sustainability and ethics can be really heavy as they should be, you know, globalism, political polarization, labor exploitation, climate change. These are all very serious and disturbing topics. And so I think very early on, we had to learn to find our voice. And ultimately, they did. Their voice was one focused on highlighting positive stories and thought pieces. Their content aimed to leave readers and their community feeling empowered and activated, rather than overwhelmed and discouraged. So, full disclosure, I've been a subscriber to The Daily Good, their newsletter for years. It's a simple yet beautifully curated newsletter that shares stuff like music to listen to, Little fact about myself is that I love indie artists, so I've discovered a lot through their recommendations. They also feature eco-conscious clothing brands and articles that would help their community feel more informed and inspired. I think the greatest misconception that we're challenging is that, you know, your individual choices don't matter or don't make a difference. I think that that is an overwhelming feeling that people have when they look at these broad global issues is the feeling that like, how can I be a change? How can I affect change in these issues? And it does have to happen at a global and systemic level. You know, of course, like our small choices aren't actually the final trigger for global systemic change about how we allocate resources and approach capitalism and globalism and all these issues. But I think what's so powerful is that the consumer voice and preference massively impacts the way that business is done and the way that companies approach their practices. At some point, you must have heard the saying, 
if you want to change the world, start with yourself. Well, if you really think about it, it's so true. And if you think about kindness as this quality we're all striving for, it honestly begins with how we treat ourselves. I love getting good rest. You know, I think like one thing that's maybe more specific is um, I have two younger sisters that I care deeply about and I'm like fiercely protective of. And I try to constantly ask myself the question, you know, how would I care for them? And then apply that to myself. You know, would I encourage them to rest? Would I encourage them to be bold or brave? How would I essentially, you know, how would I nurture them and to turn that sense of well-being and nurturing towards myself? It's something I ask about my business too. You know, I'm constantly trying to cultivate and nurture and mature my business. And sometimes I think about those qualities that I have and think about how I can direct some of that strategic energy to myself and my own life and inner world and spiritual life and the other aspects of my life that make me feel whole and centered. Our mission to make an impact in the world, whether it's through this podcast or our company, Human Group Media, it's by no means an easy journey. So again, just going back to those daily choices. What songs am I listening to? Do they help boost my mood? Help me relax? What about books I read? Do they help me learn or provide a much needed escape? Do I take rest seriously so I don't burn out? These are questions I constantly have to ask myself too. My main source of inspiration and the main source of inspiration for our team is actually our readers who are seeking to live like whole, integrated, considered, kind lives. And I think that's what really propels us to create the content that we create is this desire to come alongside our readers and really serve them and nurture them with content that helps them to be more whole, more well, more conscious in their day-to-day life. And so our vision is that we continue to be a trusted voice and a dear friend to our reader throughout her his life stages. If you want to learn more about Amy Ann's work, or if you want to check out The Good Trade, visit thegoodtrade.com. Please stay tuned for another inspiring installment of Kindness Calling, brought to you by Riley Sway Foundation. In this episode of Kindness Calling, we're hearing from Ashley Lin, a junior at Union High School in Vancouver, Washington. To me, I think kindness is choosing empathy and caring in the face of obstacles and discouraging odds. It's seeking strength in different positions and understanding that we all hold different beliefs for different reasons. To me, kindness means valuing and respecting each other for all of our identities and who we are as full people instead of valuing and respecting people for specific parts of who they are. I think kindness is really just committing to aid each other in times of need, regardless of whether or not we 
agree on specific ideas or ways of thinking, but just understanding that at our core, we're all fundamentally equal and we're all humans and we all have responsibility towards each other and to our community. In September of last year, Ashley attended the first youth leadership retreat hosted by Riley Sway Foundation. It was held in upstate New York. So the retreat convened over 100 fellow um, female changemakers and our mentors for two days of resilience building through connections and also skill building through different workshops um, led by Riley Sway staff. And I think it fundamentally changed my perspective on what leadership means and the role that kindness plays in leadership and students who do want to impact their community in positive ways. And being part of the retreat showed me that kindness and empathy isn't just something that's good to have for a leader. It's something that's crucial to have as a leader. And it can't just be at the back of your mind. It needs to be at the forefront of your mind and you need to always be intentional to act with kindness and empathy. Ashley shares that the Riley's Way community really embodied what kindness and empathy meant. I remember my first day at the retreat, I did not know anybody. To be honest, I was a bit scared. And right from the get-go, a girl who didn't even know me invited me to sit with her group at dinner. And to me, that was something that had never happened to me at school. And I guess that was just such a good way to kind of frame what the retreat would be like. and just understanding how to kind of center kindness in all of our actions and really hold kindness as something that's central to our leadership style. Kindness and empathy. Ashley believes these are critical in building connections because they help us respect spaces where people are coming from and the identities they are presenting. Because connections can't just be a one-sided relationship, right? To form a connection, people on both sides need to be able to come together and find a middle room. And with kindness and empathy, I think it's really taught me that it's okay to temporarily suspend your beliefs and to seek strength in positions that are your own and to value people for who they are, even if you don't necessarily agree on every single thing. That's it for Kindness Calling. Thanks again to our podcast sponsor, Riley Sway Foundation. In honor of Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Riley Sway Foundation opened its national initiative, The Call for Kindness. Teens from all around the country can submit their projects and ideas that are designed to drive change and inspire kindness in their communities. Winners will be given up to $3,000 each to help implement their projects with their school or nonprofit partners. To learn more about the Call for Kindness and other life-changing programs at Riley's Way Foundation, please head on over to rileysway.org. Again, all the links are in our show notes. That's all for today, guys. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Catch you all again next week. And remember, be good to one another.